2: Kangaroo was created to ensure that everyone has access to home security. Every product Kangaroo makes starts with three questions. Is it simple? Can it be produced at a price that everybody can afford? And is it secure? With Kangaroo, you never pay for unnecessary bells and whistles, and you know your data is going to be secure. The Front Door Security Kit is a simple setup with no tools or tech geeks required. And if you have Wi-Fi and a smartphone, you can use Kangaroo. Go to heykangaroo.com to learn more and start keeping your home safe today. And be sure to use code RingDong. Yes, that is RingDong for twenty percent off any Kangaroo complete subscription order. And guys, I feel like we just did this last night. I'm getting deja vu. But I am joined by Dan Lamagna. That is at FF Coach Dan on Twitter. What's going on, Dan? Man, I am focused. I am just smelling
0: Thursday night football coming up September 10th. Chiefs Texans. Could you smell it in the air, JB
2: and Mitch? I'm feeling it, boys. I didn't realize The Rock was joining us tonight. We smell what you're... Last night, we had John Cena, and then tonight, we have The Rock. And then we're also joined by Mitch Sorensen. That's at DinoMC on Twitter. What's going on, Mitch?
1: What's up, guys? Recording two nights in a row. i am really excited for this one.
2: So this is our last episode for the next two weeks. Now, if you're listening live on YouTube or Twitter, this is going to be released on Sunday. Mitch, I made the executive decision. Sunday, Uh 8.30. It's not going to be released any earlier than that so don't worry we believe you completely
0: john just one more point on that but though it's going to work out because see with you going on vacation i'm going to be cheating on you during that time full disclosure and just doing a little dfs pod to fill the gap so in the money thursday night you know and you know john i
2: still love you i know you do i know i don't take it personally if i'm on vacation i'm not gonna hold against you dan that's (laughs) all right now like i said let's get into it We are going to be going over some of our risers and fallers from the beginning of the offseason up to this point, and basically it's our anti-take lock episode. Looking at some of the players that were chosen tonight, we might have a a few throwdowns here. So it's going to be very interesting, but Mitch, let's start with you. Who is one player that you're either much higher on at this point in the offseason than you were at the beginning of the offseason, or vice versa? So first... I'm gonna talk about this team a couple of times for different reasons, but my first one's gonna be Chris Herndon.
1: Like he's definitely a riser for me. He was someone to where I looked at him as OJ Howard, just someone who, if I had my roster, I was okay with it, but I was never willing to go out and try to acquire him. But now with how that offense is looking, with they had two opt-outs on the defense. The defense wasn't good to begin with. The offensive line, like Dan's brought up many times, is mediocre at best more than likely well below average. That team is going to have to throw so much. Mims is already injured. Permanent's already injured. So you have Crowder and you have Herndon. How can you not like Herndon right now? Because you know he's creeping up. Each time I go and update my tier list, he just bumps up a next tier and the next tier each day.
2: Chris Herndon's one of those guys, when you look at his rookie year, he had a really good rookie year, but a lot's changed since then. Mitch, when you and I were doing our projections He actually came in pretty low initially, but after taking some time to think about it and when we did our revisions, he actually, he he went up a little bit, but I think there are a lot of people that have him higher, especially from a dynasty aspect than we do still. But I would agree this is somebody that he's been rising up my draft board a little bit here, even for redraft purposes. Somebody that I'm actually looking at now if it's a tight end premium league and it's for the reasons you talked about. So I completely agree You have those injuries on the the offense and the opt-outs on the defense, a defense that was not good to begin with, like you said. But now he's going to be the 2A or 2B option with Le'Veon Bell catching passes out of the backfield. So we very well could see a Chris Herndon that sees 80 or 90 targets possibly, and that's going to be a big impact there, especially in tight end premium leagues. Dan, what are your thoughts on Herndon? player that we haven't really talked about much throughout the offseason – were you high on him to begin with, or are you also aligned with Mitch and you've been rising here as the off-season offseason progressed?
0: Yeah, hey, we haven't talked about him a lot, and I'm happy Mitch brought him up tonight. And he's definitely, you know, I, I agree with Mitch's take as far as him being a riser. He's definitely rised up my boards. I probably have him in that 13 to 18 range um in my rankings. I'm still being a little bit bullish. You know, I, I didn't put him on my list of tight end risers, even though he is one. So I think I agree with Mitch. You know, I haven't said it in a while, guys. There's still a lot of defunction with the Jets. You know, Mitch brought up the O-line. I think they still have to shore up and prove that that right side of the line could hold up. They still have Adam Gase. Um, you know, Herndon, he seems to be on a good path right now. I think he let us down, you know, in, in last year. There was high hopes for him at one point. He was a riser in the past. So, I'm a little bit scarred still. So, Mitch is a little bit braver, it sounds. I think he's on the right path with them. But I'm going to I'm gonna say he's going to have to prove it first. So,
2: I'm going I'm to hold on that one, J.B. Just like we talked about Cam Akers last night, it seems like Chris Herndon's in one of those situations where it's the perfect storm for him. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson going down with the injury, and now Chris Herndon, like I said, the opportunity is there. And Mitch, I want you to talk about what you would be willing to move for him because I, I actually think it might even still – it's a little high for me. So right now, I'll be honest, I have him in
1: the same tier as Ian Thomas, Johnny Smith, and Blake Jarwin. So he is with those guys for me. So I'm willing to go out – a 2022nd isn't going to cut it. 2021 20, second, and then just adding a player that was picked in the second this year. So pretty much two seconds for him, and I think that'd be able to get it done at this point.
2: Now, do you want to specify what format that's in?
1: Oh, it has to be tied in premium. I mean, you're not—you don't want him in a non-premium league in the first place. But
2: I just want to make sure our listeners know that they're not. Everyone going out knows from- I play in premiums only. But you have 2.0 premium, of course, in oh. the notes. But our listeners—they can't see your notes, Mitch. You need, to, you need to open up your brilliant mind and let our listeners in. Well, that could be an issue, having a brilliant mind, you know. It's kind of, yeah. you need that. All right, Dan, give us, now, you have quite a list here. So I don't know if you want to pick one from a position or if you want to rattle through a few. But you you pulled the JB special here, and you brought about 38 players to the table here. You've
0: rubbed off on me. I think I said in my notes today I was gonna, you know, take fifty players just to pull a JB. So, but I, I will rapid fire. I won't like go too long on them, but just key points. Three tight ends that have moved up my ranks, sticking with the position here, and, and here my rationale here. So, Mark Andrews is one of them, and I've been high on Mark Andrews from last year. I'm not saying he, you know, came out of nowhere. I was low on him in in the. Off so I know this is one of those eyebrow raisers as you looked at my notes tonight. But the key thing I'm saying with Mark Andrews is if he gets any increase in snaps this year, I think he has potential to be tight end one. So I am just instead of last year thinking, you know, hey, I'm, I'm taking him. Ahead of everyone else, and and I really benefited last year. I'm saying go the extra mile this year. And if you don't get Kelsey and Kittle, be very happy with that at the value you're gonna get Andrews because he might be better. So he's rising because I'm really drinking the Kool-Aid there. Second is Evan Ingram, before you move was,
2: on, because I, I have one one point. What if he doesn't see that increase in targets? We know that he's dealing with diabetes. What if they always limit and monitor his usage and snap count? And that is a concern.
0: Then I th- still think you have a solid tight end one. You still have a quality player. You're just not getting that. You know, he's not going to pass Kelsey and Kittle, I don't think. Because then you're, you're relying on, the you know, the, the quality of his snaps and the, that tight end production, which may not always be there. And, you know, he did get banged up a little bit last year. You know, I'm just thinking Hayden Hurst is gone. He's by far the clear number one. But... Do they still monitor snaps and give them to Nick Boyle? I don't know if I'm really excited about that. So, again, I'm encouraged. I'm optimistic. He's rising as a a guy I would gamble to take that big jump. But, you know, hey, if if I over gamble, I'm still content where I land. Let's see the rest of your tight ends. Shifting through, just I'm putting Evan Ingram back on my map a little bit. You know, we we talked about different tight end strategies where I don't get one of those elite guys and and we know who they are, then I am – ready to roll the dice this year on Evan Ingram. You know, maybe you're in my head a little bit with Danny Dimes and the Giants offense there. I'm going to bet that he mostly stays healthy. He's in great shape, and, and I'm giving him a chance to enter that top tier again. And my last one's my true riser, guys. You know, we talked about that next tier, and Mitch mentioned him in that tier. It's Johnu Smith for me. And, you know, Mitch, I tried to take your advice even before last night's show where, like, you know, if you want a guy, now's the time to go after him because you're not going to get him and I have not had much success getting Jonu Smith, so that concerns me. But I just got this gut feeling that that Titans offense is going to take just enough of a step where he's going to see that volume uptick. Give up on Corey Davis, guys. Jonu Smith is the number two wide receiver in Tennessee this year.
2: I, I have two comments here, and first of all, with Evan Ingram, I couldn't include him. If I put together a list, which I didn't, again, as the host, I can take the pressure off myself. I don't have to take any of the blame for a bad take every once in a while. So for me, Evan Ingram, I couldn't put him on a list if I had one because I've been high on him. And I know, Dan, You there were a lot of concerns. Mitch, previously you talked about, yeah, you understand his value is tight end four in, in Dynasty Leagues, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't pay that price. And I understand that. You know, there are the injury concerns. But up to this point throughout the offseason, let me find Wood all through this room. I'm knocking on it. We haven't heard of any issues. I, maybe there has been something, but I haven't heard of it. And then we know that Jason Garrett's coming over as the offensive coordinator. He likes to utilize the tight ends, and I I do think that's a player that's going to benefit. And we just know about his athletic profile as well. And then Jonu Smith, I still have a concern because people are pointing to the fact that Delaney Walker's not there. Was he really there the last two years anyway? And I know you want to give these young tight ends time to grow, but I I still don't know if – if Jonu Smith really can take the next step. And Mitch, before I turn it over to you, I just got to share the comment from J. Mike. Mitch, with the sweet haircut, J.B. letting the locks grow. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And then Coach <laughs> keeps the backward cap streak alive. J. Mike, we hope you are doing well as well. Now, Mitch, what are your thoughts on Evan Ingram and Jonu Smith? Jonu <laughs> Smith... Has your position just, changed at all?
1: No. Jonu Smith is right where he has been. He has gone up, gone down. He's. I'm kind of in a wait and see with him. He's... He's had the chances to do it on the field. He's flashed for a game, but then disappeared for the next five. So he's someone I'm really hesitant on by, on acquiring. And Evan Ingram, I, I still have him on a team. I'm going to test Dan on this one. We have a league to where I want to trade Evan Ingram because I have enough tight ends to be okay. So Dan, you're going to get an offer tonight and we'll right, see if we actually right. get it done.
0: Yeah, and it just clarification too on your words, JB. You know, you know how Mitch. This is I'm with you. I'm looking forward uh, to that offer, but just a little. You know how I am, literally on un- John. He's already John. backtracking. No, 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 it no, hasn't even been
2: two minutes. He's
0: backtracking. I, I just want the rationale behind my picks tonight. In that you were we were talking about guys that at the beginning of this off season, they were at the bottom. Of, like I was off the Evan Ingram train at the bottom mm-hmm. of the off season. I, I think that's the key point for me, and and now I'm back on it. I'm I'm, I'm giving hope one more time. Don't let me down, Evan Ingram. He heard. If he heard, you- he better be listening.
2: I have a feeling he is. I did hear in his off time, in his downtime, he listens to Dynasty Theory. He he said everybody on that show is okay, except the, the guy that wears the backwards hat every show. But I I do like the tight ends that you guys brought to the table. Chris Herndon, especially with the situation, the injuries, he makes sense. Mark Andrews, not a guy that Dan was low on, but a guy that he might even be higher on. So still a riser. Evan Ingram, Dan, you were avoiding him all throughout the offseason. season. And then Jonu Smith, that's the only guy that I'm still a little hesitant on. And I side with Mitch there. I don't Who's like to. Joe?
0: Who's Jonu? Who Who is Jonu? Is that, is I that a compound that, that, that works in Tennessee? This is Jonu. It's John...
2: Jonu.
1: I, I call him Jonu Smith.
2: All right, just checking. Just checking.
1: Well, that's good for all the crap you give me about names.
2: <laughs> Jonu Smith. Did you guys see the gif of him? No. Boom. Zero oh, out of ten on that one, man. <laughs> come on. I, that had to hit home with somebody there. All right, Mitch. You have a running back here. Who is it?
1: Yeah, it's Josh Jacobs. I've talked about him a ton, but in January, I didn't want to have him on a single roster. I actually made a trade for him in a league and I was begging anybody, like, please just come give me his value and he is yours. And no one was willing to do it. But now, now I want to acquire him in every league. We've talked about it before, but this Raiders offensive line, I think is going to end up being top two. It's them and the Saints as far as Who's going to stay, you know, at the very tippy top and how they built that team helps out the running game so much. They have rugs. Tyrell Williams is still going to be on the field. Even if he doesn't catch the ball, all he has to do is make the safety back up a little bit. They have Waller still. So eight men in the box just isn't going to happen with Jacobs this year. And so I absolutely love him. And he has the most
2: touchdown upside in the league this year. Throughout the offseason, you've been talking about this Raiders offensive line, which I can appreciate But every time, and Dan, I'm sure you've noticed, I think you went from saying in April, this is a top 10 line, Mm -hmm. in May, top five, last week, top three, now they're top two. They're really rising up your board. what research does. I mean, they were top five last year. They're bringing everybody back.
1: Nothing has changed. And with the COVID issues, I think any offensive line that has to add an extra piece is going to have some communication issues. You don't have to worry about that with the Raiders at all.
0: Yeah, he's he's right there. They're, all five starters are back on that offensive line. And, you know, their left tackle, Colton Miller's developing, and they're just a bunch of maulers. And and I'm, I'm starting to drink that Kool-Aid too with Mitch, where I just think he's going to get a lot of volume. I'm starting to
2: think he might catch passes, guys. Mm-hmm. In our projections, we have him with a slight uptick from our initial thought, but I still don't think it's enough. Would I be surprised if he's a running back one this year? No, because we have him in that 10 to 12 range but I still think his upside is capped and we are relying on that touchdown upside that Mitch talked about. What if this offense flounders? Josh Jacobs, it's going to hit him the hardest. What about the injury concerns? Going back to high school, Mitch. I mean,
1: I have it listed here. You asked me who we trade him for. And I mentioned Miles Sanders, someone who also has had injury history last year. And so in his price range, all of the guys right around him they all have injury issues or they have volume issues or there's You could nitpick. Yeah, that, yeah, that's for sure. But with the Raiders, the Raiders weren't very good last year, and he still was a fantasy asset every single week for you.
2: And, I, and, forward, and that's a trade you could get done. If yeah, you had Miles Sanders, I do think in many situations – now, I think sometimes they're going to be so closely valued. Many hmm. people might see it as lateral move. But then your other player here was Derrick Henry – I don't know that you could get Josh Jacobs. I think you would have to add to Derrick Henry to get no, Josh I would, Jacobs.
1: I would have to add to Derrick Henry? Really? See, I thought I could actually no, it, get something added to Jacobs to get Henry. Now, what is does gonna think that thing that, about this? I think I that agree. would be
2: extremely difficult.
0: I have Henry in Tier 1 and Jacobs in my Tier 2 are running backs. And you can make a case for Jacobs in the, you know, the higher end of Tier 1. Uh, but King Henry, he's on top right now, JB. So I'm, I'm
2: with Mitch. All right, so after this episode, I am going to post a poll on Twitter.
1: Oh, well, it's a Twitter poll.
2: And well, they're 100% then. accurate all the time.
1: Corrected. <laughs> yes. Twitter sir. absolutely like was completely okay with that trade that I made yesterday. And there's no way anybody should be like, hey,
2: that's really said." You trade. said was, you, that trade was growing on you. But I, I would be interested to see just the general population, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and PPR, because that knock that I threw at Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry has it as well. Mm-hmm. And then to drink in the chat, he missed the red shirt memo to drink. You have time. Go change, man. But then he also said, redraft. You know, this isn't redraft theory, but let's talk about it. Redraft, half PPR, Austin Eckler or Josh Jacobs. In half PPR, I I would go Josh Jacobs here, I think, in 2020. Is there any issue there? Same here. I'm not going to go Austin Eckler. Really? All right. Well, here. 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 So, Dan, go over to your running backs and start with Mr. Eckler. He's on your list.
0: Yeah, so at Eckler, I think I was late to the party in because I know a lot of people, you know, they loved all those catches last year. And I know that's definitely a concern that he's not going to get those, you know, be peppered by Philip Rivers as much. But the coach of me is coming out with this Eckler pick, too, now. And I just think he is the guy. And maybe I'm drinking the hard Knox Kool-Aid, too, and just watching him. But I mean, he is just the captain. He is the leader. He is the man on that team. Mike Williams is already out week one. I think they're gonna find ways to get him the ball any and every way they could get him. And I am not excited about their backup backs. You know, Josh Kelly, there's a little bit of upside. He's still a rookie. You know, he's he's barely had any contact. Just JJ Jackson there, Justin Jackson. Yeah, I don't know. He's okay. I would not want to take Austin Eckler off the field if I'm that coach, and I would want to get him the ball any way he can. So to me, I just – I think he's like CMC light, and the guys I put on my list tonight, JB, are guys that were either going into this offseason, were in my second-tier running backs, and a lot of them I'd even consider them taking them in the first round of drafts, like the late first round if you're getting those those later picks. And a lot of my drafts I like going two running backs in the first two rounds, again, depending on the format. Uh, Eckler's definitely in that role for me. And, and I would just take him over Jacobs touchdowns. He's going to get carries. I think he's just going to get the touches.
2: All right. So here's a follow-up question, in the chat from Two drink. And this is, you know, I, I know his handle is FL Two drink minimum tonight. It's two question maximum. So after this, you're cut off, man. <laughs> that, I, that was pretty clever. I just came up with that. Mitch, are you more worried about the secondary running back options for the chargers or the Raiders?
1: That's a really good question. I would probably go. I'm more worried about the Raiders because what if they do end up having Bowden just being this absolutely really good third down back, you know, you know, Richard's already good at it. And then they have Bowden Bowden. I'm not sure how you say it, but that's all right. I'm
2: still saying Jonu
1: Smith over, right. But they have him as well. And that if he ends up being really good, then that just absolutely caps Jacobs upside to where you don't have to worry about that with Eckler. There isn't anyone on that team that I think is going to go take passing work away from him in the running back position.
2: And then we have a comment here from Fusion Fantasy Football. The only legitimate use of vacated targets is that more unexpected wide receiver vacated targets go to running backs than anyone. If Mike Williams misses time, that ends all volume doubts for Eckler. My only thing is Mike Williams wasn't getting... Yeah, there, there, there is some volume there. He's not exactly a possession receiver, but I, I do understand what's being said there. Anything else there on Austin Eckler, Dan? I just think he's a matchup
0: nightmare nightmare for linebackers, you know. But again, excited to have Eckler or Jacobs on my roster, but he shot up my boards. And if you don't mind, JP, I'm I'm gonna dive into my next ones here, man.
2: Wait, two things. Who's JP? I heard JP, JP there. JP. Uh, you're you're making fun of me for Jonu Smith, and you're calling me the wrong initials. Um, I had a former kid quarterback named JP. Maybe I was having flashbacks, JP. I thought, you know. You've never oh, seen you me throw the ball at all. No, not very well. I was just going to say that. All right. So your other running backs, but before we talk about that, Austin Eckler, this has nothing to do with his workout videos, right? Right. Coach Dan, you wouldn't invest too much stock in those, right? Did you see him leap over those back? Okay. No, <laughs> nothing, nothing
0: to do with them. No. Dan <laughs> loves
1: workout videos. It's true. Without a doubt, Dan is a
2: big fan of workout videos. He, he is, is. He is.
0: Shape. He is coaching those young running backs up on hard knocks. He is the guy.
2: All right, let's talk about your other running backs here.
0: Two other guys in the Eckler class. Again, one I'm probably late to the party. And although I did have him number two in my rookie rankings behind Burrow because of the super flex format, is uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire. I just, he's another one that is the guy. And Miles Sanders is the guy. So I think you have three people there that, you know what, you don't get Cook, you don't get Kamara, you don't get Zeke. You know, you're later in that first round. You got a lot of potential with these guys to get a lot of touches, a lot of volume on good offenses. Uh, give me any of those three guys; they've all shot up the ranks, and I'd be thrilled to have any of them.
2: All right, Mitch, any thoughts there?
1: I was going to say this is why you don't take Burrow one, you don't take two o two o two o one o two. I mean one o two o. Yeah, one o two o. Um, because Jonathan Taylor is already getting drafted ahead of both of them. Um, Dobbins is going to be drafted ahead of them um, as soon as he gets that starting role. So you're just going to lose value the second that you do it, even though it's always said, no, quarterbacks, you take them in the rookie draft. Nah, 104, 105 maybe,
2: but definitely not in the top half. And we always see the discrepancy. Hold on, Dan, hold on to your flag. I see it. But we always see that discrepancy in values between rookie drafts and super flex leagues Mm -hmm. and startups. Whereas in rookie drafts, you see a lot of people taking Burrow Tua in those first two spots, even in 12 team super flex leagues. But then you look at startups, and it, that's never the case. They're never going before those top, hell, even three running backs. Mm-hmm. So like you said, 104, 105. And it's always interesting to look at that discrepancy between the values in the two different types of drafts. And now, Dan, th- this, this is your only challenge tonight. But what if I win it? You're is not it the, win is it. this NFL like a podcast? I'll allow it. Well, I'm, All the, right. I'm the referee here, so you're not going to win it. But let's hear
0: oh, it. Oh, man. So I, I agree with Mitchell's point. You know, and it, it's well taken. But the part of that I'm challenging, Mitchell, on this specific mm-hmm. play here, okay, what if that dynasty roster has Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, or Big Ben as their main quarterback, and their second is like Tyrod Taylor? Doesn't it make sense to get yourself Burrow, so at least now you got a quarterback of the future? That That's the scenario I'm envisioning in my head. Talk to me there.
1: No, because if you would have drafted Clyde edwards helaire before him, or Jonathan Taylor, like Jonathan Taylor's in the same spot now that he was in in May. You could trade Jonathan Taylor for almost any quarterback you want out of the top five. Mm-hmm. And so if you went and offered Jonathan Taylor right now for, let's say, Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz guy would smash accept it.
2: Unless it's that's a situation right. where they have two quarterbacks right. in the season. I mean, the there's pro- going to and... be someone
1: in the league that has a quarterback like that that's acquirable. but And you could even look at last year. Last year's running back class wasn't very good as what we thought. Now look at
2: Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. Now all
1: of a sudden, they're second round picks going ahead of all these other quarterbacks.
2: All right, so so to round to round out your your thoughts here on what are the arms going up in the air for?
0: I I, I intervened I intervened with your job as referee there, and I just gave Mitch the win because I think that's I a like good it. point okay. for our listeners that you got to put your trade hat on and don't panic when you have those old quarterbacks. Be ready to trade and get more value than you would have got just picking Burrow.
2: So kudos, Mitch. There you Thanks, go. Man. Appreciate it. All right, so to round out the risers here, let's get through this pretty quickly. Mitch, who do you have?
1: So my last one's gonna, just going to be Ryan Tannehill. He's someone who, as soon as the season was over, everyone heard regression, 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 regression. But we know that's a ceiling now. We know he can have those games. And his floor isn't that bad. He wasn't a bad quarterback back with Miami. He just had Adam Gase as a head coach. So I was always okay with him as a fantasy quarterback going back to Miami. And now he has, still has a really good offensive line. He has... Brown, who I think can actually do a lot more than what we might even have on projections this year. And just that offense moving forward. He's a guy that he's Kurt Cousins right now, but a younger version of it. Someone, you know, I'm completely
2: okay having. Dan, throw your quarterbacks, then get through your wide receivers here for us.
0: Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson on the quarterback range. Cam Newton's the obvious one. I mean, he just wasn't on the radar. And now not only is he on my radar, but I have about 50% shares in my dynasty leagues of Cam. I am all in on what he could do with the Goat Bill Belichick. And then Deshaun Watson, the key for me is I love Deshaun Watson. He was always one of my favorite elite quarterbacks, but I was pretty hard on him in the Texans offseason moves And then was really skeptical about their O-line. But after further research, I'm starting to dig their O-line a little bit. It's kind of turning the corner and improving. And I got him back at my quarterback four right now. Where, you know, earlier in this offseason, I had Kyler Murray ahead of him, Russell Wilson ahead of him. And I think you could argue this. But if his weapons stay healthy, and even if one or two of them might go down, if you just give him some time, I think he can make any receiver relevant. So I'm back on the Deshaun Watson train there, and he's rose back up.
2: And really quick, Mitch, I'm sorry. Um, Ryan Tannehill is actually one month older than Kirk Cousins.
1: You looked it up wrong. I mean, I don't oh, know. Okay. Wikipedia is wrong. I'm right. It's wrong. But no, I mean, I just look at him kind of as the same type of player.
2: But not younger. I just want just want to clarify there. All right, Dan. Bring hey, good, us home good, here good, on the risers. Good
0: riser, Mitch Rattaniel. He'll help my Johnny riser. I
2: appreciate that. And then uh, wrapping
0: up receiver risers. Again, this is kind of like Eckler for me with Calvin Ridley. I just think I'm late to the party on him. You know, I listen to Twitterverse enough, and and I believe Ridley's ready for a breakout year. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Again, yeah, I've been on him from the beginning, but that love has grown, and I've taken him at some. Sweet spots and some fantasy drafts and uh, just not losing out on Hollywood Brown. I think he's in for a, a big-time year. And then Michael Gallup, surprisingly enough, you know, for for my Cowboys. I, I think there's enough balls to, to go around that Cowboy offense there. And, uh, you know, McCarthy's saying he's the number one also. Uh, I'm going to drink the, a little extra Dallas Cowboy Kool-Aid tonight.
2: I'm still on board with two of those receivers, Calvin Ridley. Mitch and I, we've been talking about him all offseason. Marquise Brown, I'm nowhere near – your level of excited over him. But Michael Gallup, he's the one that I was very interested in when you threw him on this list, because I've gone back and forth on him. I was acquiring him. I was very high on him prior to the NFL draft. And then CD lamb goes there and yeah, it hurt a little bit, but now I've kind of gone back and Michael Gallup has been a receiver that I've been acquiring in multiple places. I like that list. I have no issues overall, except for Marquise Brown. Mitch, any thoughts there before you move on? I love Marquise Brown now.
1: If he's healthy, he came into last year unhealthy. Like he didn't have a training I get camp that. We're reminded
2: year. of that every single day by and everybody. It's, I,
1: and it's a point that should be made. And now he's had the whole one. Are you saying Lamar that? Lamar Jackson,
2: number
0: one
1: wide receiver. <laughs> S- since people like talk about it, we just shouldn't bring it up anymore. It's just Everyone should
2: already know Marquise Brown,
1: his whole history.
2: No, that, that's the only point that you guys have. But we're not going to talk about the available passing opportunities in that offense. So you don't
1: think the passing volume is going to go up at all? I
2: think there's well, a strong chance that that yeah. defense could be worse this year. Passing volume yeah. goes up. Brown gets more. We have a slight uptick, yes. But I don't think it's going to be significant enough. Dan, wh- where do you see him falling here in 2020?
0: He might leave the league in yards per catch, John.
2: I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't ask that. Deshaun Jackson, Jackson might do that, too, though.
0: <laughs> I see 1,000-plus yards, 8 to 10 touchdowns. Oh, oh I think my God. Many of catches. Is Lamar Jackson's number one. Andrews is going to draw traffic to the middle. They've got a great running game. This offense is a juggernaut. It, it should be It should be talked about with Kansas City and Dallas. He it is. is it's, not, it's not a
2: hidden secret. I how, have, how could you be down on their number one wide receiver for a juggernaut? There is no way in hell he's going to have 1,000 yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns. I will, I will bet you whatever you want on that, Dan. I would not make that bet. No, I'm on Dan's side. Well, then we'll talk about this I off the of air. I even got a yeah. fan for tonight's episode because I was so sweaty last <laughs> night. And now I'm getting all riled up again. And I, I got to step away for a minute. We're, we're going to have a word here from our sponsor. Who out there is ready to unveil their summer body? I'll be the first to admit the quarantine hasn't necessarily been great for my physique, but at least I don't look like I'm wearing a bear rug on my chest. I have already gone on one vacation this year. And even though I might not have that six pack guys, my chest, it was silky smooth. Go to manscape.com and check out the perfect package 3.0 kit, which includes the lawnmower 3.0 body trimmer with a ton of other great stuff. And if you subscribe to the perfect package, Not only are you going to get a new blade refill delivered to your front door every three months, but for a limited time, you're going to get two free gifts. You're going to get the travel bag and also the high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. And I can tell you, they are beyond comfortable. So go over to Manscaped.com, check out all of the great products they have, and use code THEORY20 to get not only 20% off, but also free shipping. Again, that's code theory twenty for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Not only does Manscaped have me feeling silky smooth, but it gives me the opportunity to step away whenever Dan and Mitch get me so riled up that I'm ready to flip my computer over. But anyway, (laughs) let's talk about some of our followers here. And Mitch, we're going to start with you. Hold on one one second. Dan, we're going to limit you to one running back and one wide receiver here in this group. So pick which one, (laughs) whatever one you'd like there. Um, But let's let's hear your timeout. So, so... for, now I need like two timeouts. I need one because remember that Mitch.
0: When John has a list of a hundred, <laughs> we, we got to limit them to one. <laughs> and, and then Fusion Fantasy there reminded me of a chat we had in the past about uh, Gallup being number one over Cooper. I totally disagree. Just remember, there's enough there's enough balls to go around in that offense there. But Mari Cooper will be Dallas's wide wide receiver one. Like he's got me worked up like you, JB.
2: We're all frazzled. We're all flustered. But like I said, Dan, I'm going to limit you to one running back, one wide receiver. Let's skip the quarterback and tight ends that you have there. Mitch, lead us off here. Who is one of your fallers? Dan, put your arms down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to talk about the jets again, because it goes off who I brought up with Chris Herndon is I was acquiring Le'Veon Bell in every league that I could because he was getting the volume and you could get him for a really good value earlier in the off season. Now i If I could get him off every team, I would. But the problem is nobody wants him either. But this offense could be really bad to the point to where his three yards per carry last season could end up being lower this year. Like I don't have any faith that there's going to be a rushing game for him at all. So he will still get passing work. But at that point, he's three yard running back who doesn't have any real upside for you. And then just to include that, I'm going to put Denzel Mims on the list. I have him on a lot of rosters right now. But rookies that miss their whole first training camp come in late. I mean, Marquise Brown might be the only one that actually showed up during the season. Like if you could get value out of Mims and add him in on a deal and get a better player, I would do that right now with any team that I could. I'm
2: still okay with Lavion Bell here for 2020. And this kind of and this kind of goes back to our discussion with about Melvin Gordon on our last episode and he's a player that yes, if I'm not contending and he's able to pop off a few games, that's going to be a prime opportunity to move him once the season starts, but you're not getting him for anything, right? You're not getting anything for him, just like you said, Mitch, but then I do think it's difficult to acquire him if, if you were somewhat high on him still, but you know, 28 year old running back, I I understand that long-term concern, but I still like him for 2020 And I'm not sure why you didn't speak up when we were doing our projections. If you didn't like them. We dropped that whole offense down. Like he ended up
1: having a lot because they don't have anybody else. So when you're doing the projections, someone has to get the market share. Like someone's going to get that many rushing attempts. And so that's the hard thing with projections. Something that I'm definitely going to have to work on for next year is how do you do that when there's no one else on the team to give it to? Because you're not going to give 150 to Frank Gore.
2: Now you're not gonna have to fix that though, whenever he ends up being running back 10 this year. We so we will check this. I have
1: Le'Veon Bell in quite a few leagues. That means John doesn't have him in those leagues as so we're in a ton of leagues together. I will see if John will actually make a trade for the first time in August,
2: and we'll see if we get some trades done this week for Le'Veon Bell. But keep in mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack like Dan. Shocking a 2020 projection is much different than our dynasty value.
1: Just I'm, keep that in mind.
2: I I won't ask for a running back 10. For him, okay. We'll talk after the show, um Dan. Who is your running back that you want to bring up here as your faller throughout the off season? Before I do that, could you explain
0: what you, okay with and Bell is? Because now you're saying the value is different in Dynasty, John. For me, like I guess I'm okay with on Bell this year too. I mean, the left side of the lines got Becked in there at left tackle, so you know they have made improvements. Right side's very uncertain. I'm not really confident in that offense. I'm okay with him, but we get to that point in the draft. If I'm taking running back, you know, I'd rather roll the dice on Gurley or go Chris Carson or James Conner. So uh, I don't want to just be okay with him. That's my issue. So uh, I agree with Mitch. That he's a faller. Yeah, I'm okay with him, but I want to be okay. Can you define okay? What's okay to you, JB?
2: My thing is with his 2020 projection, that's what I was speaking to. Mitch put the dynasty spin on it talking about Yeah, we were talking about
1: dynasty cuz this is if in case you forgot what show you were on, this is the Dynasty Theory podcast. I know these projections are like super cool and like everyone should look at them and
2: they're amazing, but this is That's still Dynasty, is dynasty theory. theory coming out I think later tonight or tomorrow. But no, you brought up that offense here in 2020. Yes, dynasty, but you also brought up their 2020 outlook. Did you not? You did not mention that.
1: Oh yeah, it's not going to get any better for him next year.
2: All right, we're going to move on here. Um,
1: don't you love Dan, how that happens, Dan? Like, whatever John doesn't agree, it's either we go to an
2: ad, or he just like, nope, we're done. Let's no, it's nothing about, about me not Will. agreeing. But I'm just going to keep getting louder, and our listeners don't want to hear me blow my freaking gasket. Yes, over. they do. They love it. I, I, I don't think they want that, Dan. What running back has dropped down your dynasty? rankings here throughout the offseason just say levier right.
1: bell let's keep this going
2: <laughs> that would be wrong uh all right
0: jb I, i'm gonna follow the rules here and i'm not gonna mention quarterback like Foles or trubisky ocean bottom quarterbacks because you told me i can't mention them all right so i'm not because going You
2: were very high on them to start the offseason
0: you know but, well you know they, they might have been on the radar but I, I wanted to use your term ocean bottom i haven't been able to use that in a while ocean so
2: bottom yep for
0: for running back for me it's marlon mack maybe Sony Michelle, those two have really disappointed me. Marlon Mack, you guys know, I was sky high before, you know, Jonathan Taylor time. And, you know, I still have a little bit of hope of some standalone value this year where, you know, maybe he gets the rock there. There has been a lot of reports that he's still looking good. He's talented. You know, don't discount him. And and I think it's a free agent year where he lands somewhere good next year. So I'm not completely off the train, but He's doing nothing for my rosters. I'm not too excited. So it's it's definitely a decline from the beginning of the year. And then then our boy Sony Michelle, if I could sneak in a second one, like J.B. would, and just say I think it's Damian Harris' time, and you know J- James White.
2: I think it's time to pass the torch. Yes, it is. And then Mitch Dan brought up Marlon Mack. Let's stick with the same team because you have a wide receiver you want to talk about.
1: Yeah, it's T.Y. Hilton. Um, I before as soon as Rivers went there, I was like, okay, I could see this working out. But I saw Hilton getting a lot of the slot work. And everything we've heard so far is he isn't going to be in the slot at all. It's going to be Paris Campbell. And everything coming out of the training camp so far, all the reports are he's not pushing down the pushing the ball down the field at all. It's going to the tight ends and it's going to the running back. So everyone's making jokes about Naheem Hines catching 100 passes this year. But that's just him not. And that might be the game manager approach. That might be what they're telling them is like, hey, you don't need to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. This defense is really good. The offensive line's great. Just get us 10, 15 yards at a time. And if that's the case, I don't want T.Y. Hilton
2: at all. that's fair. And I think a lot of the dynasty community is on board with that. Dan, bring us home here. And I want you to talk about the first receiver you have on this list, because I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> I think, I think John's in a hurry tonight, John. Uh, to I'm all fired I, up over here. I'm all fired uh, up.
0: Yeah, And I, I like to say, I believe in Frank Wright though, Mitch. I, I think he this is one of the better coaching staffs in the national football league. And I, I think you can't read into those reports too much just yet. Definitely concerns there. You know, I know you made a point I think in your show notes of just not being able to trade him for Nikhil Harry. And I agree with that because of age. So, you know, I'm i I'm a little more down at, on Hilton than the beginning, but I'm still optimistic he could put together a good year, and they'll get creative as they go. For me, my guy, I know you see it, Allen Robinson, JB, and the reason for that is the reason you want to let me talk about my quarterbacks tonight that were on this list here. So yeah, I think he's mad, Mitch, that I'm I, I'm stealing some JB thunder there, and I, I gave more than three or four guys. But anyway,
2: no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what my issue is, Dan. I'm just
1: gonna put myself on mute because this one's gonna go for a good ten minutes here.
2: So you guys just. All right, so we're here at the 41 minute mark. We'll see how long this goes. But you're bringing up players. You you bashed Allen Robinson earlier in the offseason because of the quarterback concerns. Is that correct?
0: No, earlier in the offseason like it was it was only one season ago. I mean, I was almighty Allen Robinson. I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. Big time A Rob Truther, okay? But I'm getting lower and lower on the Bears offense, even lower than I was at the beginning of the year. And I believe your show notes were who has fallen in your list from the beginning of the offseason to now? And okay, when I so look at
2: it, the beginning of the offseason, what range would you have had him in compared to now?
0: Pulling it up here. So, A Rob, right now, I've got him in that middle second tier of wide receivers, but I'm not taking him where I have him even ranked in Dynasty. I'm going to take Calvin Ridley ahead of him. I'm going to take Cortland Sutton ahead of him. And I would even rather. Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Marquise Brown Ultimately, me. I will let someone else take Allen Robinson and root for Nick Foles and Trubisky and whoever's going to be that Bears quarterback this year and get better draft value with one of those young Marquise studs. I, I just think it's like a black hole
2: in Chicago right now. So he's following. Allen Robinson has proven time and time again that he can be an effective – and this has nothing to do with his jersey being up on my wall. Let, let, let the record show. Bias. <clears throat> He has shown time and time again. So I'm not quite sure, one, how he could be somebody that's falling down your board. But also, I think this is a player that you brought up during the the early stages of the offseason that you were down on strictly because of the quarterbacks. And it's the same way that you brought up Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, guys that you were high on to begin with. And it's like you're almost double counting it, essentially.
0: Lamar Jackson, Mitchell Trubisky. Lamar Jackson, and everyone said Foles is winning this job. Now all of a sudden, it's Mitchell's Mitchell Trubisky's job again. now Bears offense no has gotten wide receiver. Has this Bears offense? We know we said in the previous shows that this Bears offense is designed to run by picking up eight tight ends in the off season, which which they have, and and Jimmy Graham is back, guys. Right? We we read that report yesterday. I, I just I think it's going down instead of up for A. Rob. Um, I'm concerned about that Bears offense, and I think his touches go down.
2: But there's, there's nothing there's too many to more
0: attractive receivers that I would rather than him right now. I'm gonna you know, turn you know. on the TV in Sunday, John, and I'm gonna watch Mitch's riser, Ryan Tannehill, pepper, AJ Brown all day instead of turning on that Bears game. I don't want to put that Bears game on.
2: There was no doubt in my mind over the next three years, Allen Robinson outscores AJ Brown. He outscores Terry McLaurin, outscores Corbin Sutton, Marquise Brown. That entire list of receivers you brought up, and I don't know if it's because of the quarterbacks or the dysfunction in Chicago, Allen Robinson is going to outscore all of those wide receivers over the next three years. So you want to talk about dynasty, you want to put your money where your mouth is, Allen Robinson, that flag is planted.
0: So I got to take my hat off here. So you you are taking Allen Robinson over three risers on trending offenses with better quarterbacks. yes. The Bears, yes. The Bears run and play defense, grind it out team. That's just hoping to stay in games this year.
2: Allen Robinson, he demands targets. We have fusion in the chat here. I think he's still in here. We talk about wide receivers and vacated targets, and you earn those targets. Allen Robinson does it with every quarterback he plays with. Dan,
0: <sighs> you're, you're you're relying on the pass there, Mitchell. Team team, or look, I don't even know who I'm talking to now. JB. Teams are going to make adjustments. I'm going to be double covering Allen Robinson. He's going to have to throw the tight ends and, and, and Tariq Cohen out of the backfield a lot this year.
2: But when you look at it last year, why would they not have made Trey Burton beat them? This why would they
0: not? last year. Burton couldn't even stay on the field last year. They didn't have a tight end to throw to last year. Jas- Jasper Horstead have- finally became have- relevant have- late in the year.
2: Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, who shouldn't even have been, what was he, a second-run draft pick, third-run? Come on.
0: To my point, the Bears offense isn't getting any better. The plans to run the ball. Uh, give me DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin. I, I'm, I'm excited about those guys. I am not excited love, about love anything, Chicago that, Bears. Every single one. But again, I, I,
2: over three years, too.
0: I love yeah. that. That even increased my odds.
2: Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure something out, because I think we have a lot of wages here. I am so fired up. Thank goodness I'm going on vacation. All right, Man, all right. Away. So
1: now I can jump it in. Back, it was a solid five minutes there. It was a very good job, guys. But so I kind of agree with Dan. He's not falling for me, but I actually have Alan Robinson right next to D- DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup. I have A.J. Brown over him. Sorry, I agree with a you lot of what Dan club, said. that white buddy. As and I still really like if I have a Rob going as my wide receiver one going through this year. I'm still okay with it, but I'm not really happy with it. If I had AJ Brown instead, I'd be a lot happier.
0: You know what, John? You're a loyal guy, and I, I commend that, and I appreciate that. Your wife's a lucky lady, you know. And I love Allen Robinson. I'm not going out here and saying there's something wrong with Allen Robinson. I love him. I wish he was a cowboy. I love Allen Robinson, but I. Do not love his situation. I think his situation is terrible compared to those other receivers. But you're loyal. So I give you credit.
2: That record is there. It's not a one-time thing. A trend has developed where it doesn't matter. You could throw him the ball, Dan. And with that catch radius and the way he demands those targets, as I brought up, he's going to have a very successful at least next three years.
0: I hope so. I like the guy. I think he's going to be burnt out by the end of the season with you know Mitchell hanging him out to dry and or Nick Foles if Nick Foles is in at that point God bless him.
1: Remember when yeah. he got caught on camera um, saying Blake Bortles overthrew him and he was like just throw me the damn ball.
2: <laughs> well, that's because he demands targets and he deserves that ball. But you know we we went through here. We kind of I was getting all all. Fired I don't know up. where we are anymore. We're we're wrapping things up. But, you know, I was able to let loose a little bit more because I got the desk fan here. And I got to say, I had a lot of trouble. I went to four different stores tonight. Is there a fan shortage that I don't know about? Because nobody had fans. And I got this this little rinky dink fan. It was like $8 at Walmart. And I have to like put my face against it to feel anything. But it's much better than I was dealing with yesterday what do you want dan john,
0: john our listeners don't want to hear about fans uh, unless we get a sponsor then that might you might be on to something but I, i'm gonna cheat again jb one for the road for the listeners mitch are you concerned about jay sternberger he's a guy that you know i think one of your best all-time tips was you know how they're going to utilize him in a slot we're all high on him but now i'm hearing robert tanyan might get a chance at the starting job i'm getting a little concerned man he's, he's on my follower list even though jb said i couldn't talk about tight ends tonight
1: The only reason why I won't have him on my father list is because he was so far down to begin with. There's not much farther he could fall. I mean, I think I just took him in the 21st round of a startup. And at that point, you're just picking players just for the fun of it. You're like, oh, hey, I've heard of that guy before. I'm going to pick him. So if he had actual value, I would be probably more willing to drop it. But right now, he's still free wherever you want to get him. You can have him added in on any deal you want.
0: I think I was just disappointed because he was kind of creeping up yeah. in that like OJ Howard, Irv Smith, Dawson Knox, you know, pick, pick that range, and mm-hmm. he's just falling out of it for me. So,
2: yep. All right, that's John, the I'll hope, go. you know. Dan and I are just butting heads. I will take Joe, Jay Sternberger over Dawson Knox and OJ Howard without a doubt. Over
1: Knox? Can't
2: do it. We actually had a question about Knox in the chat. Well, let me yeah, pull so up sure where who, it was. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. Um. It's,
2: that, it, 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 it's it, Mike Bonnell. For that listener, I do like Dawson. Yeah. Knox. There we go. Um, he's rising paragraph so from mike what do you guys think of buying in on dawson knox he's a mismatched nightmare which should benefit from the bills play action off the run game he's a nice contrast to what Diggs and brown offer again i how many passing opportunities are in an offense where we saw cole beasley and john brown play really well last year and now you bring in a legitimate wide receiver one option in Stephon Diggs. And then we're talking about Zach Moss and his ability to catch the ball and what we've been hearing in the offseason so far and Devin Singletary. I just don't know what's available there for Dawson Knox. That's my issue.
0: You know, we watching a lot of the games last year. He did target him a lot and, and even in the red zone. And I know Diggs is in there and that's a great point on, on targets, JB. I just, I'm high on this offense and I know you're a J- Josh Allen true through there, JB. We, we, we've heard that before and I think it's a good take. And I think this Bills offense is set to to have a really good year. So I think, you know, those defenses focusing on the run game, like our listeners said, and focusing on those big-time downtown receivers, that really could open up Dawson Knox.
2: Mitch, so you would take Knox over Sternberger today?
1: Probably, yeah. I mean, they're so close that I wouldn't be going out and trying to acquire either one of them. I mean, it's not like I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, hey, I'm going to go send out some trades for Dawson Knox today. <laughs> but he's someone, you know, if he's... Available, I'm more than willing to add him in on a package for something, but it's just yeah. he's it's no Jonu Smith. Yeah, it's no John Smith, that's for sure.
2: He's definitely no Jonu Smith, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, I don't know how i right. say that. Junu, <laughs> Joe Smith. All right, all right, guys, are you ready to rock and roll here for
1: final thoughts?
2: Dan, bring us home. This is our last live episode for the next two weeks, and then we go. Live on Tuesday nights starting, what is that, September 8th, I believe. We'll be live every Tuesday night throughout the season. So bring us home here. What's your final thought for our listeners before I go on vacation?
0: Showtime's coming. All right, you get a little reprieve from JB for a little while. But uh, keep checking the latest news, guys. You know, everybody's going to be preparing for their their home league draft right before the season or, or squeaking in one last dynasty roster. But right up to your draft, even during your draft, you know, hop on your app there. Look for the latest news. I still have flashbacks to 2015 when a guy in my league took Jordy Nelson. And minutes later, he finds out he tears his ACL just because he didn't hop on the news. Something like that happens often. So keep up to date. Check the latest news. And when John's on vacation, reminder, I'm cheating on him this Thursday on YouTube in the money, little DFS. And then we'll get back to Dynasty once JB returns.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. My vacation doesn't start until friday so thursday i don't know if i can allow that one you might have to wait until next week i'll pretend like i didn't hear it though but make right. sure you tune in to in the money with dan and justin from the father son podcast that's gonna be a lot of fun mitch what do you have for listeners mine's
1: not nearly as good as dan's is but go on twitter go to bud lights twitter feed i saw it watch the gardner Minshew video and draft him in the first round of your league you get free beer out of it and you get Gardner Minshew as your quarterback. I don't know how that could be a losing strategy.
2: The only thing I, I saw a lot of people saying this, they should cover your league fee because I don't know if you're really going to win your league. I might actually You'll do that really in my home time. league, though. I might I might do it. You should. I don't want to brag, but, you know, I'm in a league with some family members And I I am the reigning champion, so I might take Gardner Minshew just to give them a chance this season, even though I went on like a 10-year drought prior to last year's championship. But I'm not going to talk about that. All right, guys, this was a lot of fun, even though Dan and I, as always, butting heads a little bit. But we did all come prepared with our red shirts. We want to thank everybody that tuned in, especially in the live chat. And we want to thank all of our listeners for checking us out on the podcast feed. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Theory FF. Stay safe, be kind to each other, and have a great night.